That's right. It's time for the Weekly Review, a podcast for people who want to do a better job of organizing their lives. Now, whether you're new to task management or you've fallen off the wagon a few thousand times, this podcast is for you. Now, if you haven't done your weekly review yet, hopefully this podcast will inspire you to do so when you've finished listening. Hi, I'm James Dempsey, and with me as always is my very good friend and co-host, Gene McDonald. Hi, Gene. How are you doing today? Have you done your weekly review? And what's your inbox looking like? Hi, James. I'm doing just fine today. And as you said, like that maybe you've fallen off the wagon a few thousand times. I did the math. And (laughs) if I'd fallen off the wagon a thousand times, that would be 19 years of not doing a weekly review. And that is not true. I have done more than that, uh, but not this week. Um, I am moving into that time of the year pre-WWDC. It really doesn't matter what exactly is going on. It just gets all consuming and I do lose my ability to like step back sometimes and focus it. It's I'm whelmed. I'm whelmed and maybe overwhelmed. And so anyway, that's my excuse. Uh, my inbox is in it's three digits. I'm not going to look. Oh, 290. That's a little better than last week. Um, and uh, I have, I feel like I'm, Basically, on top of the things that matter the most, but um, the things that require like longer term views, <laughs> uh, uh, multiple step projects that are not WWDC related have not gotten any attention this week. I see. And, um, but that's good that you're staying on top of those things that, that need immediate attention. Um, so the, so I did manage to do a weekly review this morning, although I've also been keeping track of like the dates. I've been keeping like a very brief weekly review diary, mm-hmm. um, which is really just the, the date that I do the review and where I'm doing it. Because mm-hmm. um, sometimes I'm traveling. This Today I was sitting in my home office uh, in San Jose. And so my last weekly review was on April 28th. So it's much more like a like a three-weekly review or <laughs> a monthly review, but it was nice to get like kind of go through everything. Um after a period as we've talked about in I think our last couple of episodes of being whelmed. Um <laughs> and um the thing that has had us whelmed is um getting ready for the live near WWDC show coming up now in two weeks from today. Um, And my inbox when we started recording was at zero for (laughs) emails. Um, But um, I get a notification from our ticket sales system every time a ticket purchase happens. Um, And so somebody just bought another ticket. So – I'm Ooh. now at one, <laughs> and I filed it away, so I'm back okay. to zero. But um, <laughs> we've been seeing uh, an uptick in ticket sales. Um, today, uh, Apple released the additional information on the WWDC site, um, including the schedule for the week, but also their page of things beyond WWDC. It's a section they call More, 
And um, our event was one of the very few included, third-party events included, um, on Apple's site, which uh, is clearly driving some traffic, but also um, it just feels very validating to have our event, uh, something that Apple is uh, is willing to promote on their site. Yeah, that's pretty exciting. And it uh, the first time they did that, it definitely had this feeling of like we hit the big time, man. <laughs> Absolutely, I I was I was excited and also super appreciative of Apple promoting uh, the the show, which is an awesome show that raises money for App Camp for Girls. Yes, and its mission, and its mission, which is to um, achieve gender equity in the software development industry, period. It's a short uh, description of the mission, but uh, to anybody who has been to WWDC, <laughs> it's pretty obvious why there, that could be an important mission. It's very uh, much skewed towards the male end of the spectrum, gender-wise. And it, for me personally, uh, the first couple dub-dubs that I went to, I was kind of just kind of overwhelmed with this feeling of like, I'm just this one woman in this sea of men. And uh, I very, you know, that's when I thought, well, what could, what could I do? What's one thing I could do to help change this balance and to support more girls and women in the field so that maybe someday it will look a little bit more balanced? Mm -hmm. um, so I think Dub Dub DC, you know, for for providing that that uh, inspiration. And uh, yes, I know in your presentations you have a photo of you at that WWDC where you took the inspiration, and it's uh, yeah, very clear from the photo exactly what you're talking about. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. The, it's sorry. Oh no, go ahead. Um, yeah. It. I've been in tech for a while, um, but I had never attended WWDC until 2010, I believe. And that was just eye-opening. I had never, because I had never been to a conference that was primarily um, software developers, engineers, programmers, whatever you want to call them. Um, I have been more on the web design side of things. So people who could code and design and make web pages there's it's a it's quite a bit more balanced in that field and seeing um all those guys <laughs> i was like whoa okay now now what you know now what do we do um and you founded an organization called app camp for girls mhm mm um <laughs> Uh, and I, I did. Uh, I had been involved with a, a organization here in Portland called Rock and Roll Camp for Girls, and that was an eye opener to me as well because I participated myself as a camper in a program called Ladies Rock Camp, and to spend like three days with fifty plus women uh, who we all formed bands and played instruments and did a show and. 
it was like, whoa, we're like rockers now. And I hadn't ever really made the connection that I'd been discouraged basically my whole life from becoming a rocker, you know, like from getting an electric guitar and rocking out. That was a boy thing when I was a kid. And now, you know, it's we give people a chance to do something and suddenly, uh, you know, doors open that they didn't even realize were there. And I, I hope to, to do something like that for, for app development, which was show girls and kids gender non-binary, non-conforming, who never thought they could be a developer of the apps they use and show them like, hey, this is how they're built. This is what they do. This is what the programmers do who make these apps. And it's very empowering once they see that um, to say, oh, well, I could do that. <laughs> and, um, and of course, in the last week, we uh, had a, a difficult announcement from AppCamp. Yes. That uh, in part um, because of registrations and the level of registrations this year that they will not be holding camps this summer and that the the board is actively looking for ways to uh, to take their existing resources to and how to best use them to to further that mission of the organization. Yeah, exactly. And um the so app camp started in 2013 or at least it you know that was the first summer that we had camps. I had actually been thinking about it and working towards it, you know, prior to that. And um, I worked pretty much full-time. I, I resigned from working at Smile Software so that I could devote all my time to it because I thought it was just going to be a hobby, James. <laughs> <laughs> and this is what I've said to a lot of people. I think it's worth the, worth repeating here. You, you, you might be surprised at how popular your idea is and how much people want you to do lots of it. And your idea of something that you would just work on in the summer turns into a full-time, you know, project. And mm-hmm. um, so, yeah, so I I really put the time in uh, starting 2013. Um, by 2016, so after the fourth summer of camps, when we had six different camp sessions and worked, you know, with we had 72 girls, campers, we had so many volunteers, it was awesome. And all these different locations here in the US plus Vancouver, BC and Canada. Um, I I kind of hit a wall where I realized um, it's not a hobby. <laughs> and it is a it's a full time job. And it's a full time job for somebody else, like somebody who who knows how to run organizations and who has executive skills. Like, I've never been the executive of anything. Uh, I've always been the person who helps out a lot and mentors people and, and coaches people or, you know, maybe I've had one assistant <laughs> that I had to supervise mm-hmm. in my life. But managing a whole team is n- is beyond my skill set and also beyond my interest. Like I, I really just want to work with the kids and help them, you know, become app developers. And there are people who are 
professionals in this area. And so with the the help of the board, we decided to transition to a um, more traditional uh, executive director, a paid staff. Um, so I had actually been a volunteer who, who just was organizing everything and not being paid to have a paid staff come and, and, you know, take the camp to the next level. And so that was uh, the plan. And I, I transitioned away from being hands-on and uh, actually, you know, not being on the board. Um, There's definitely one of these things that happens when you've done something and you've done it like so many years in a row and have figured out all the ins and outs of it that you think, you know, here's how it should be. (laughs) And I realized at one point I need to let other people just take this over and see what they do with it because I'm always going to be, you know, thinking, well, I did this one time and this didn't work this time or whatever. You know, you have like, your your insider bias towards the way things have been done. And I was kind of excited to have a new executive director and a board, you know, of super dedicated app camp supporters and business people um, who would help guide the mission. And it was, uh, yeah, so I, the only thing I've really been doing since then is working on live near WWDC, because of course, that's my my most fun night of the year, and I'm not giving that up. <laughs> well, and your help, and uh, over the years, uh, over the last, I guess this is our fourth year doing it as a benefit, uh, definitely very, very appreciated. Um, yeah, I guess, I mean, what I, you know, I wanted to uh, say is that, you know, there's, since then, there have been, you know, a a few executive directors, a few stops and starts of like trying new things to, to expand the camp and make it sustainable. And unfortunately, uh, the registrations have gone down the last couple years. And also, um, the, uh, there's, there are a lot more options for kids today to do coding camps in the summer. I mean, you can't, in my town of Portland, like just driving around, you see signs for them. And that is not a thing that existed back when I was was launching App Camp, where I would have said, hey, let's like raise some money to send kids to coding camp <laughs> instead of starting our own. <laughs> right. That makes, that makes sense. And uh, yeah, the landscape has definitely changed in the last six years or so. Um, I know uh, one of the things that I really uh liked as you presented app camp was the that it wasn't just about learning to code it was mm-hmm. really was about kind of learning about that whole process of kind of starting with an idea and bringing an app mm-hmm. um and that even if you're not even if you went through that and decided coding is not something for you that there's still enough in there that you could think, oh, but you know, interface design is something I want to do, um, yeah. which is, or, you know, user experience design or what have you. Like there's, there are many, many 
things to do in tech besides just writing code. Um, in fact, often as a software developer, um, it seems like the user experience folks tend to be the ones driving the show very often anyway. And it's like, okay, <laughs> implement this, code monkey. Um, you're like, all right, I guess we're doing that now. Um, <clears throat> so uh, that is one thing I always liked about the program is that it 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 wasn't just focused on coding. It was yeah. focused on the entire process and with that idea that you could inspire people to go in a lot of different directions in tech. Yeah. Um, I definitely, you know, it was, it was um, pretty fun. The first camp that we had, um, our friends Liz and Christina from Omni group came down to volunteer some time for a couple of days at the end. And they were in the QA department at Omni and so they showed the developers, which is what we call the kids. We don't call them campers since there's no tents and uh, <laughs> there's no camping involved. <laughs> but the developers, they showed them how to uh, run tests on their apps. And there was one girl who the whole week she was not especially enthusiastic about anything we were doing and um but then she found out about testing, and she was like, this is awesome. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. I want to be a tester, you know? And, like, why not? Uh, you know, if that's what you – that's what, like, grabs your, your enthusiasm and inspiration. And and things like that happened all the time, you know, that there were, were – um, that the code, of course, was interesting to the – to a lot of the the participants, mm -hmm. but not all of them. But we also had design stuff going on all the time, and all of those apps that the kids created were hand designed until up until the era of the iPad Pro and the Apple Pencil, when they could actually do you know some pretty cool designs on the on the iPad itself. They used you know paper <laughs> and color, colored pencils and things like that. And I love those apps because they have a beautiful handcrafted quality that you just don't get um, elsewhere. And they, the, the, the teams generally naturally fell into two parts of kids that wanted to work on the design and kids that wanted to work on the coding. And it was like real life, really. So mm -hmm. that was... That was pretty cool, but yeah, we 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 really uh, tried to give a whole picture. We had designers coming in to teach. Um, we even had a uh, um, we made a position on the team staff for each camp for a presentations coach because we had a, a pitch session at the end of the week and. Uh, you know, I didn't really think about it in advance, but dealing with kids who are 13, 14 years old, don't really like to speak in public <laughs> necessarily. I mean, some of them were naturals, but uh, by having somebody come and sort of break down like, here's what you do and, and here's some tricks, you know, from, from professional speakers that really like just brought the stress level way down and one of the things that we heard from parents was, wow, <laughs> my kid has never spoken 
you know, at any like presentation or assembly before. And, and they were impressed by that. And that's a really important skill to have as well. Oh, absolutely. Um, right? If you want your your ideas and your product to be adopted, you have to be able to talk about it to strangers. Absolutely. And uh, the public speaking aspect and putting together a presentation to present your technical ideas, it's just another example of how mm -hmm. in that one short week, um, the App Camp for Girls program really got all of the participants exposed to and doing a wide range of things that are incredibly useful and necessary in a career in tech. Yes. Um, and I've always really admired that about the program. Mm -hmm. um, now moving to a different but related topic. So I had uh, mentioned, uh, I think it was, I don't know if it was last episode or two episodes ago, that it does seem like some big unexpected thing tends to happen every time we're preparing for live near WWDC. <laughs> um, and this year, the unexpected thing is that um, there was this announcement from App Camp for Girls um, that because of enrollments being down, they would not be doing camps this summer, and that uh, the board was looking at what their different options were for um, – for using their resources to further the mission. Mm -hmm. And I think all along we've had at live near dub dub dub, we've had tons and tons of people coming out to support app camp for girls. Um, and I, I think it's probably the biggest annual gathering of app camp supporters. Um, there is. Yes. Um, and we always have a wonderful time. It seems like the crowd's having a wonderful time, and on stage <laughs> we're having a great time too. Um, but suddenly, you know, we had already sold a fair amount of the tickets, and suddenly exactly what your donation was going for kind of changed midstream, which is uh, awkward when you're throwing a <laughs> fundraiser, to put it mildly. Um, so, yeah, over the last... Uh, I guess last Friday was when the announcement happened publicly, and we also notified all of the ticket holders, all of our sponsors, all of the performers as to what was happening. Um, but probably in the 10 days or so prior to that, um, there was just pretty much uh, our time was consumed trying to figure out exactly what the best thing and the right thing to do would be. Um, and I'm pretty happy on what we ended up settling on, which is mm -hmm. the show is absolutely happening. Um, and it's also a little awkward in that the, um, the board will not probably have a decision of exactly what happens next before, yeah. before our show. So it's kind of like we know that they're going to support this mission of mm -hmm. uh, you know increasing the diversity in um in the tech industry as they've been doing um but the exact mechanism for doing so is something we won't know until after the show um right so where we landed was essentially that you know we're still collecting the 
every donation is certainly going to this mission. But then after, once the decision is made, we will contact everybody. And, um, you know, with the decision as to what's going to happen next with the resources. And then if somebody really disagrees with the choice, they have the option to get their donation back. Um, so we thought that was the kind of the fairest way um, yeah. that people can show their support um, and still not feel like after the fact that, you know, somebody made a choice that was really goes against what they truly like firmly <laughs> believe. Um, right. Uh, so it's, been that week was a very stressful week as you might imagine <laughs> yeah. uh, i would say the most stressful week like it's up there in my uh pantheon of i don't know if i'd call it a pantheon my blacklist of weeks that were very hard because so much was up in the air that i thought was not up in the air and it affected me and many, many people I love and admire very personally. And I was, you know, very – I wanted to make sure that uh, we were able to do right by our sponsors, by the mm -hmm. ticket holders, by the performers, by the folks who, like, volunteer at the merch tables and what have you. So, like, there's a lot of constituents to, mm -hmm. uh, to the show. And uh, so far – Everybody has been incredibly supportive. Um, so I personally just would like to thank all of the sponsors of the show, all of the ticket holders, all of the people who will be coming out to sing and play and perform and, uh, and, uh, put on a awesome concert, um, for the support. And it also made us kind of tweak the show a little bit, um, in terms of um, making it really a celebration about all of the successes and all of the achievements that AppCamp have, has had over the last six years. Because um, I really want it to be a celebration of all of that great work and everything that all of the volunteers have done over the years um, and the various success stories. And also just even though um, camps won't be happening this summer, that doesn't mean that this mission, this overarching mission, goes away. It just right. means that it it gets furthered in other ways. Um, so I also am very much hoping that the show is kind of this resounding show of support for the mission um, mm -hmm. of App Camp, um, even amidst you know some disappointing news. Yeah, I mean, I really appreciate that. Um, approach because I think people do want to celebrate App Camp and they also want to be um, enthusiastic supporters of what we were trying to do and what we have done. You know, it's not. Uh, I I consider those years uh, that we have put on camp and had so many kids and volunteers like just get so much out of it that we. Um, We've really accomplished something, and we we sort of put the bar, you know, where where I'm happy where it is. Of of you know, one is as we were talking about before, like don't just teach the coding, like put the coding in some kind of context, so that um, even you know 
somebody who maybe is not that thrilled about coding will still be involved in the tech industry. And also, one of the things that was really important to me in the beginning was not dumbing it down. You know, like at camp, mm-hmm. kids use Xcode. Um, I got some pushback on that in the beginning because there are other kid-friendly coding environments out there. But I just thought, you know, I think they can do it. <laughs> you know, I, I think they can do it, you know, with with certain amount of, of um, you know, help in the form of templates and instruction about how to build an app. Uh, definitely, uh, you know, the turning point for me was Apple announcing storyboards uh, in Xcode where I was like, okay, that you could explain to um, a, a novice programmer who wants to learn, you know, Mm -hmm. that's, that's a visual representation of stuff that they can understand. And I'm, I'm very proud of everybody, all the volunteers, a lot of the volunteers had never used Xcode before, but they learned it along with the, with the campers. Uh, And, um, of course, Gray Osten, who was co-founder with me and the, uh, iOS developer who developed the curriculum. Uh, I mean, I was lucky to meet Gray, somebody who shared my optimism that this could be taught to uh, middle school age kids. Uh, (laughs) um, In fact, I remember this one uh, meeting early on Gray and I had, and I had just been to Big Nerd Ranch myself because I wanted to see, well, can you learn iOS coding in one week? Because mm-hmm. if, if I could learn it, then, you know, kids could definitely learn it. And then, and I learned, you know, about storyboards were taught, but I had met quite a few uh, developers who were like, oh, we didn't ever use storyboards. You know, we all do everything in code. And I thought, oh, well, maybe I'm on the wrong track after all. But when I sort of mentioned that to Gray, they said, uh, no, we use storyboards all the time, <laughs> you know, in their company. We we use them. They're, they're great. And I was like, oh, I found my person. <laughs> you know? So, so and I mean, Gray is just one of many people who just stepped up to the plate and said, yeah, let's do this. Um, as I said, I, I my initial idea for the camp is that we would have a bunch of iOS developers involved, but there aren't really that many uh, female developers available or, you know, they're non-male developers, let's put it that way. And so, but, you know, born of necessity was like, well, we have these very smart people in tech who could learn how to do this. If we can teach it to the girls, we can also teach it to the volunteers. (laughs) And that ended up being like a surprise extra bonus about AppCamp was that volunteers also got something out of it. And some of them also went on to become iOS developers themselves. Awesome. Yeah. But uh, all that is stuff to celebrate, you know, that's that, those are awesome things that happen and those that will continue, you know, the, the benefits of app camp will, will, you know, continue to be felt among, I mean, the kids we started working with in 2013, they're like in college now, finally. <laughs> and so, so, you know, and some of them 
are involved in computer science and some of them, you know, are doing stuff that's related and they will be awesome. I can't wait to see one of our, our graduates, you know, on, I don't know what, some, some news show, you know, explaining their app and how they got, how they learned how to code. Mm -hmm. There definitely has been a lot of impact in the, the lives touched by app camp for girls. And it, it's really going to be interesting to see um, how those effects bear themselves out over the over the coming years. And is there anything else um, you might want to add? Uh, well, I think you know our experience has shown me once again that life may have other plans for you when you think you've got everything nailed down. <laughs> And for, you know, planning this event, I think you and I felt like for, for, I don't know, how do I want to say this? Sorry. For, you know, as we were planning the event this year, I think you and I were both feeling super optimistic that we weren't hitting any glitches along the way. And then like this, you know, huge change comes along and we had to stop and figure out how to deal with that. And it required a lot of extra work and communications. And, and I, I, I want to say, I appreciate James, how much work you've put in on this, uh, that you weren't planning to and how, um, you have helped me a lot to, to just re rethink or reframe in my own mind, like here's, here are the good things that I want to focus on. And that is the legacy of App Camp, which is amazing. And it's uh, an amazing uh, accomplishment by a large group of people who are really dedicated to making something happen that needs to happen. And then also to help me focus on, let's have the best damn uh, party we can have in San Jose in two weeks. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Um, well, thank you very much, Jean. I, I appreciate that. And it's um, certainly it seemed like, um, yeah, it was very unexpected um, and a, a good, a fair amount of work. But I, I think I'm happy where we landed. And I'm so grateful for the, um, the show of support um, that there has been from everybody about uh about the show and about uh the the unexpected change um but uh yeah well, it's two weeks until the show and uh if you are going to be in san jose i highly encourage you to um get a ticket for live near wwdc uh that is the url live near wwdc.com uh, is where you can read about the show and uh, get tickets. Uh, we are starting to get uh, the the number of tickets available is starting to get low. So um, I highly recommend if you do plan on attending to get your ticket as soon as you can, or you may be disappointed. Um, and with that, I think it's time to wrap up this episode. Uh, our this bonus length episode of uh, the weekly review. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we can get back to getting things done. And there's certainly a lot of things still to get done before this show um, happens in two weeks. So uh, you can find us on the internet at theweeklyreview.fm, 
on micro.blog and Twitter. We are at The Weekly Review. And uh, you can also email us at say hello at theweeklyreview.fm. As always, we'd love it if you'd rate us or review this podcast. Um, it helps us find new listeners, helps new listeners find us. And we always love hearing from you. And uh, knowing that uh, somebody's out there a listening and maybe enjoying the show a bit. Thank you very <laughs> much. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you at the next weekly review. Thanks. Some things you want to get done And still enjoy a bit of organizational fun There's a lot of things you gotta do You'll think about them all In the Weekly Review The Weekly Review, yeah, the Weekly Review Sitting down and all coming Check it out.